since we did one of these, but I don't know. Joe and I are busy people, so Hello. we have a lot to do. Joe's on the phone. Um, it's good to be back. Yeah, we just got it's back. It's been a while. It has been a very, very <laughs> long time. Um, a lot of stuff's been going on. Yes, especially concerning Joe's favorite team. Oh, yeah. Which we'll get into right now. Um, so... The Mavs um, uh-huh. are kind of scaring the shit out of me because I think they're gonna they might take the Pelicans playoff spot. They might. Yeah, they might. I mean, the West what? is weird. They're fourteen eleven. The West is very weird, and we'll talk about that a little later. But um, um, if you've been paying any sort of attention to the NBA recently, you've probably seen all this Luka Doncic stuff. The Luka hype is building up. He's the best rookie in the league by far. Um, uh-huh. It's kind. People are freaking out a little bit, like what they did with Jason Tatum last year, but even more so, I would say. And he's already taking over games. He went on this personal eleven zero run to beat the Rockets. Um, had a couple of step back threes, just hitting shots. Um. And he already has a signature move, his step back three. Deadly step back. And it it works. And he's he's like this it, how tall is he? Like six he's, six six? He's six, six eight. eight right now. Six seven, six eight, I'd say, but doctors are even saying he's gonna he's only nineteen, they're saying he's still growing. He could be six ten. Yeah. He's like a six eight ball handler and he's mm-hmm. it's scary. No one can match up with him. I think he's proving that you know, he has those questions coming in the NBA about how like his athleticism is going to affect him. I think he's proving those doubts wrong. He's just showing that he, he's just got the skills that his athleticism is not everything, you know? Yeah. I mean, it, I mean, I think I definitely thought this and I think you probably did too. Like when they drafted him, we both should have thought we both thought he should have gone number one. For sure. I, I, I thought he's the best prospect we've seen for two years. I've been following him. Just how he played in Real Madrid. It's just he's a baller. He knows how to play. He, just, he has moves that he fakes people out. He just doesn't need all that athleticism. He knows all this stuff already. It's ridiculous. He's so far ahead of the curve. I mean, he might hit the rookie wall a little later mm-hmm. in the season, but it doesn't seem like it's going to happen so far. And we're like, we're kind of like pretty far through the season already like we're at least a third of the way i mean there's a yeah it's just i i knew luca was going to be good but i didn't think at this age that he was going to be able to take over games like he has been already yeah i saw this stat there's only been four players in the nba this year that have gone an 11-0 run by themselves one of them is steph curry it's james harden and lou williams and luca that's, that's pretty good company, I would say. Yeah. I mean, he's they've made him the focal point in the offense. Um, Carlisle's a great coach. and Kind of. I want. I kind of want to get into that, actually. Okay. All right. Well, okay. Joe's so, been watching a lot more games than I have me. been watching a lot of mass games. Yeah, I've kind of been slacking really hard lately. But <laughs> um, Joe watches a lot of Mavs, so he is a lot more insight in this than I do. A Mavs expert. Yes. So... The first nine games of the year, we were two and seven. It oh, was and I very was hard. Having to all watch. types of fun with that. Um, very hard because they weren't running anything from Luca. He was like the third option. They would run isolations with Wesley Matthews and <laughs> Harrison Barnes and JJ Barea, just way more than they would use Luca. And it was it was frustrating. And 
I think something clicked in Carlisle's mind. He realized, I mean, he realized, holy fuck, Luca is really good and he's special. And they've let him control the ball more and let him run plays. And they've just been playing awesome now. Now they're 14 and 11. They're, they've won, what, 11 of their last 14 games? And that's just because Luca is getting the ball more and he's getting more looks and it's creating more open shots. Everyone on the Mavs' three point percentage is up from last year. But Dennis Smith, he's shooting about 33, 34% from three, which is way better. Westing Matthews, he's, his numbers are way up. Harrison Barnes, it's because Luca finds them. He finds the open shooters, and they get good shots because of him. He's just all-around great player, and he just makes everyone on his team better. What you were it's saying really about showing. Carlisle realizing how good he is, um, it's admirable, but, I mean, we knew. He should have known. The Kings, yeah. the Kings should have known. I mean, imagine, Suns how, imagine, known. imagine how fun that would be. The Suns should have known. The Hawks. What were the Hawks thinking? The, yeah, the I'm Hawks. Sorry. That's, I mean, when, when, when that trade happened, Aro and I hopped on a podcast the night of and talked about how it, it was, it was, it was bad in the moment. Mm-hmm. And now we know how bad it actually might turn out. I mean, I am, Luca's proving that he should have been the first overall pick and everyone. Yeah shooting themselves in the foot and you you have these guys playing in college compared to what he was doing and you like you could say that sometimes european players are soft yeah like we have bargiani and um there's many bus there's a lot of examples darko and all these guys but um you've never seen a more decorated overseas player than Luka yeah Dantich. it's he, he like won mvp of the league that's better than the ncaa like it's I'd, better yeah it's just overall you're playing professional athletes overseas and in, in college you're playing teenagers and these are people and, that their lives are basketball it's and that's yeah. kind of true for college players but they still have to do other things they have to go to class and all this stuff like if you're if you're playing in a league where, like the NBA, which is what he was doing for two years, right? I mean, maybe longer. And he was the MVP. The he MVP. Was the and, best player. And by the way, team. they he he's Slovenian, right, or whatever he is. They, yeah, yeah, yeah. He they is. won EuroBasket. Yeah. They beat France and Spain and all these teams that like challenged the USA national team. And he and they ran the offense through him. Yeah. He is a special player. He, he's, I I believe he's gonna be a future MVP. I think he's gonna be one of the best players in the NBA one day. I, what what he's doing with his like where he is where he's at athletically, he's only gonna get stronger. He's only gonna get bigger. He's gonna get more NBA body. He's gonna work out off seasons. He's only gonna get better from here. He's only gonna. It's just, I'm I'm really excited for the future. Well, this this has to be the most exciting player the Mavs have had since Dirk, right? Since Dirk. Sure. Yeah. There, I mean, Dirk. Dirk wasn't even that good his rookie year. Yeah, he really wasn't. He was kind of getting bullied. Yeah. Down low. Like. Luca. Luca's already the best player on the team. You could tell. I could tell from the first game in the NBA that Luca was the best player on the team, and everyone knew that. And it just took a little bit for them to re- to let him play more with the ball. And now that he is, they're they're playing awesome. They're playing really well. It's really fun to watch. Well, if you're Dallas and you're looking at the West right now, I mean, might as well push for the playoff spot. Yeah, for sure. I mean, we don't even we're not even going to get our first round pick next year. Yeah, is that? But I mean, who cares? It's part of the trade. It was definitely worth. <laughs> yeah, it's worth it. Definitely worth it at this point. Um, and another thing that I want to point out is Luca, the one. I say the one problem he's really had, like his shooting percentage is great already. He's shooting thirty-seven percent from three, forty-three percent from the field. He's eighty percent free throw shooter already. Like he he's being productive but efficient at the same time. The only problem I would say he has right now is his turnovers. But a big problem is that is he's used to having a big man who can go up and finish his passes. And Jordan's at that age where he doesn't really have the best hands or he's not the most athletic anymore. But once you surround him with long, athletic shooters, I think the Mavs could be a really scary team. They're going to build a team around him to win in the future. It's it's just 
it's going to be exciting to watch. That's a good point you had about being efficient because a lot of times you see these numbers from rookies and you're like, whoa, like he's already averaging like 23 a game or whatever it is. But most of the time, like sometimes they – like it sort of happened with Dennis Smith in Dallas. Like they'll they'll hand – Right. They'll sort of just let them sort of go. He was not be, efficient last be like year. Like he's shooting like 38% from the field, but he's putting up these numbers. It's yeah. not that way with Like Trey Young. Yeah, like, yeah it's what, like Trey Young. Like 23% from three? The the Luca thing is not that at all. It's no. This is a guy who's. I mean, he's he's up there. He's scoring efficiently and just he's helping his team. There's no question. He's made them so much better already. And another big question mark was his defense. But as I've been watching, he's really not that bad at defense either. He has instincts. Yeah. He gets steals. He's averaging over a steal a game. There's not a big problem. He, he's just an all-around player. It's, it's awesome, and everyone's benefiting from it. Um. So, obviously, I mean, if you're if you're an NBA GM, you're trying to usually you're trying to build a team around one player, and uh-huh. it seems like the Mavs have found that player. Sure. So, I mean, free agency next year is going to be huge. I'm not sure yeah. what cap space they do have. They do. They have. The, so the Mavs, the only people they have on contract for next year is Dennis Smith, Luca, and I think Harrison Barnes. He has a player option or team option, one yeah. of those. And then maybe a couple of bench players like Dorian Finney Smith, <laughs> Maxi Cleaver. Dwight Powell, but that's it. They have a they have they have the cap room for two uh, max deal players. And if I'm a star in the NBA and I'm looking for a new team and I'm looking for an up and coming team, I, I'm looking at the maps honestly and saying, "Dang, this Luka kid, he's really good." I feel like there's something special going on here in Dallas, and I I, I just think, for example, like Anthony Davis. I know you're not you don't like that, but yeah, fuck I you. Mean, <laughs> It's always a possibility. I mean, think how awesome that would be to play along Luca. You know, that would be Lob City. Well, the Davis thing is a little complicated because they Yeah. It seems like they are I mean, I am, I'm more That's just an the, example. I'm not I wasn't I'm not too high. I don't really think. Yeah, I don't think Well, yeah. it seems like he likes being there and all that, but it mm-hmm. seems like if they offer him the max and he doesn't want it they're just going to trade him because they can't afford to lose something like that but i don't know what's really right. scary about the davis thing is if we if he leaves our team then it's kind of like why people are going to say like why even have basketball in new orleans anymore <laughs> so that's that might send scary but uh, new orleans into a bad place yeah we'll, we'll always have the saints but you know yeah um so the rest of the west has been just as crazy. So you basically have literally every team is in contention for the playoff spot except for Phoenix. At the Suns. Yeah. It, it is a 14-team competitive conference. And we thought uh, last year was crazy team. when it was like 10 teams. Yeah. I mean, Sacramento, Dallas, Phoenix. Yeah. They're really bad. And Memphis, they're all bad. Yeah. It's weird. It's like the first seed in the West last year. Right now, it's the 14th seed in the West, the Rockets. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. And they lost, what, their fourth best starter, Trevor Reza? They yeah. still have Paul. They still have Harden. How mad do you think they're, the Rockets are about the Chris Paul deal now? He's going to be playing on one leg Oh yeah. two years. Oh, yeah. 35 <laughs> years old, he's going to be getting $40 million. Oh, my gosh. Um, well, I think the best way to go through this is we're just going to go through every team in the standings and talk about them. Um, so if you go by who's ahead, we have, um, I think it's, yeah. I think Golden State's back. It's Golden Golden State and OKC are neck and neck. Uh, Golden State's on top, though. So, But they've had, I mean, they've had problems. Like, they've had, but let's be honest. I think they're going to solve those problems and win the championship again. I do too, God. but I, I agree for this year. For this year, but, but I think... Yeah. 
I think it might be soon to the end of the Warriors dynasty, just how the West is now. I mean, you got teams on the come up. You got young players coming in. It's just people are starting to play a lot better. Well, you you saw this Katie and Draymond thing, right? Yeah, of course. Yeah. There was a huge fight. Mm-hmm. Um, Katie or Draymond says, you're a bitch. You know you're a bitch. We don't need you. Just leave. He got suspended. I mean, yeah, and obviously, like, they're probably fine for this year, but... For the future. I think this is a huge know deal. Like, I, like it, this New York... The, this Durant to New York thing is kind of gaining momentum now. Uh-huh. And... If you're him and you, you're, you go to Golden State and you're like... Yes, I finally won a championship. Now I'm kind of validated. But you're not. Everyone he, still hates him. He needs to... If I was KD, I've won my championships. I'd want to leave and go leave my legacy somewhere else. Yeah. if he, I mean, if you can make the Knicks relevant again... Relevant again? again? Yeah, yeah. That's kind of like almost the biggest thing you could do. Like, I mean, I'm sure KD's thinking about that. Yeah. And you also got to say, like, how much longer can they be an elite team? They're all, what, 30-plus now? Yeah. Starting to get, they're starting to get older. They're not as young as they used to be. I'd probably say in two years they're done. I agree. I think next year they'll – next year especially – Next year I think they're going to start showing that they can be beat. Yeah. Because – They've just been so good for so long. Yeah, I mean, you look at like the ri- like the teams that'll be rising in the West by then. I mean, who would it be? Like, obviously, I think the Mavs are a team on the rise. The Lakers, if they get somebody, I think Sacramento. They're starting. Darren Fox is a player. Yeah, he's, I don't he's think- probably he's probably shown the most progression from last year to this year out yeah. of all the rookies from last year, in my opinion. I think you could see. I think the Lakers. It depends who they get. Yeah, it's a big question with free agency. You can obviously. See that. I bet they'll get someone. Yeah, that's really good. If it's like John Wall, Davis, or Kawhi, or you know, never know. Well, right behind the Warriors, you have OKC, who are this team that's great on defense. And they've been playing without their best defensive player, Roberson. And their best offensive. Yeah. I mean, I think uh, a surprising player is uh, Dennis Schroeder. Yeah. He's, he's really done a good job good. as a backup point guard. He, he's playing. He's really made that bench into a competitive team. I know this was like, super think, long ago, but I watched that opening night game against the Golden State when they won, and he he's was really great, stepped up. Great yeah. night game. That's I mean that's a guy. I think I talked about this before, but that's a guy that can like win you a game three on the road, like in Utah when you need a win or like something yeah, like yeah. that. Like, I mean he's a he's a quality starting point guard. Yeah, he's just having to back up the Russell Westbrook. Which they're I mean, good, they're a good team. Yeah, Paul George um, scored. 47 in Brooklyn a little while back. He, he he had 25 points in the fourth. He's he's up. like He's kind of he – he's having one of he the best his, seasons of his career. He hit his first shot, go-ahead shot, under 10 seconds. Yeah. He was zero for – I thought it was funny. After he did that, he missed the go-ahead shot the night after. He's – I remember that playoff game where he – against the Cavs, we just airballed the – Oh yeah, tying three. <laughs> um, but they're good. Yeah, they're. It's with them like I'm. I'm sort of like dismissive of them automatically, uh-huh. just because of last year. But um, I can't really do that anymore. I mean. 
do you think they're a legit second seed? It's just so hard to tell because I feel like there's a different one seed like every other night. In the yeah, I, just... I personally don't think they are. I think I was, I was, I was thinking about this. So the Mavs, they've lost three close games to the Knicks, Suns, and Hawks. They blew a twenty-five point lead against the Hawks. If they would have won those three games, they'd be a half game away from first seed in the West. Yeah, they're not that far back anyway. Three and a half games. Yeah. All these teams are in the mix. I mean, you have Houston's 14th in the West. They're six games back. And then you got Phoenix, 15 games back. They're not very relevant. Yeah. It's kind of weird. I mean, they've had so many top draft picks. Just so many high draft picks and Josh Jackson, Aiden. They whiffed on Marquise Chris. They whiffed on Bender. Um, Josh Jackson like might be out of the league in like two years. Like it's yeah, he's not very good. He can't even crack the rotation there, which is saying a lot. I mean, yeah, it's bad for them. Um, And then you, I mean, then you have these two teams that are a little surprising: Clippers and Denver. Yeah. But the Clippers, they kind of just have no star player. It's just all these different guys Denver, who beat you. Denver's very surprising. But their starting lineup is actually really good when I looked at it. Joe, Joe Kick is a star. Yeah. He, I mean, he's a do-it-all center. I mean, he's not the best defensively, but he's probably the best passer on the team. He's a great shooter. Murray's and then incredible. You got Murray. Murray balls. Yeah. yeah, he's you got a solid shooting guard in Gary Harris. Plays tough defense, shoots threes. Got Paul Millsap. I mean, very capable power forward. Just, that's a good all around team. I actually think the Lakers are doing better than expected. You think so? Yeah, I mean they're seventeen and ten. Usually, yeah. Usually when LeBron goes to a new team, they're hovering around five hundred the whole, like the first half of the year. Yeah. It's. They picked up steam. Kind of learning they, how to play with each other. But all these Lakers fans are like, every time every time a new young player of theirs goes off, they're like, oh, we can't trade him. It's like, well, like, like for Davis, they're like talking about this. And they're like, well, oh, we can't trade Kuzma. It's like, really? I think you can. Like, let's. Yeah. They have a very young team around LeBron. And I think this is good for them because they have such a legendary player with them to learn from and get experience and tough games and the playoffs. And it's going to help them in the future. I mean, they got some players, Josh Hart. He's yeah. surprised. He's Josh Hart secretly really good for that team. I probably, probably watched more Lakers games on the team. this year than any other team besides Pelicans. And, um, they, it's, it's like someone new steps up, for them every night. I mean, Alonzo hasn't been great at all this year, but um, their other guys pretty much have. And it's you still got Kuzma, Brendan yeah. Ingram. There's two stars in the making right there, in my yeah. opinion. Yeah. And then, I mean, there's the Grizzlies in the West too, who are <laughs> back to, back to their old ways and they're hard to beat. They hold you know, teams to the lowest point total in the West. Mm-hmm. I was talking about this yesterday. I think the other legit rookie, besides Luka Doncic, is Jaron Jackson. Oh, he's awesome. He, he's good. Yeah. He's really good. You, he had questions coming in the NBA because like, he didn't put up monster stats at Michigan State, but he was playing with Bridges. But just he's based on his shooting ability – and is how long he is and athletic. He's really good. Yeah, he's kind of... Aro and I talked about this a while back, but he's it's like he's good to have with Gasol. Because mm-hmm. they're both kind of stretch fives, and they're like... Gasol, Gasol can like set him up for easy baskets down low because Gasol's a great passer, and... Um, I don't know. I'm I'm kind of scared of that team. I don't. That's that's a team I would just not want to play. 
Yeah. First round of the playoffs. Um, I think for me, the most interesting team is still the Clippers. It's weird. They lost Blake Griffin, DeAndre, and Chris Paul, and they're better. Yeah. 17 and 9, right in the thick in the West. It's like. I think. Tobias Harris, he's really stepped up his game. He's become a star. Yeah, he was the player of the month for the first month. Yeah. He's really good. They play well together. They they have a rookie they like out there. and Yeah. Gilgos Alexander. Uh, yeah. He, he's crazy. He's really good, too. He's kind of on the same. He's almost on that Jaron Jackson level. Yeah. Um, he's They've kind of trusted him to do a lot, and he's definitely delivered um they're they're kind of like they just have these guys that come off the bench and like it's like oh shit like four of their five of their players scored 12 points tonight like and it's kind yeah. of it's kind of like it just adds up and when you're watching them you're like how's this team you look at the box score you're like how are they winning and then it's just like it's like oh like they're getting all these little contributions and it works it's a different yeah, person you know Bench, the bench units, having a good bench unit is really important, in my opinion. Because, I mean, they're going out there and they're going against other benches. And if they can, if they put up a really good plus minus, and that just, that makes your team so much better. One of the reasons why the Mavs have been so successful this year is they have a really good bench. They run everything through J.J. Barea. They got two rim runners and and, uh, Maxi Kleber and Dwight Powell. Dwight Powell's one of the most efficient rim runners in the whole NBA. He was last year and he has been this year. Mm-hmm. And you got Dorian Finney-Smith who plays really good defense. He's shooting 40% from three. He's really evolved his game this year. Yeah. This third year. It's just, it's really important. Who, in your opinion, has been the most disappointing team in the West so far this year? Um, kind of has to be the Rockets. I mean, yeah. What's going on there? Chris Paul kind of just lost it. Chris Paul definitely hasn't been as good as he's getting old. What? How old is he now? 30, 33, 34, 33. Yeah. I mean, I haven't watched a lot of the Rockets, so I don't really know. Um, they, they've been, they've had, they've had their suspensions and they've been injured, injured a little bit, but, um, I don't know. Maybe maybe these teams kind of figured out how to stop their little offensive system that they have. Like, uh-huh. I mean, we could be overreacting. We're only 25 games into the season, but yeah. from what we've seen, it's just I feel like the West is just starting to – new teams are starting to emerge for the future. I mean, I don't even think it's that much of an overreaction because 25 games in is pretty good sample size. It's not like That is, yeah. It's not like we're – first 10 games of the season where we're looking at like, I don't know, like the magic and they're seven and three. And we're like, Whoa, like it's not one of those things. It's, this is like, this is actually something that's going to damage their playoff seeds. Like, yep. As more time goes on, like the less chance they're going to have to recuperate for all this. So, um, Uh Utah has been another disappointing team. Who? Utah. Oh yeah, you yeah Utah too. Um, Mitchell has just not played as well. They've kind of yeah. their defense I mean, Mitchell, is like bad now. It's just not on the same level at all. Um, Mitchell's pretty much putting up the same numbers that he put up last year: twenty-one points per game, three rebounds, three assists. But he's just not very efficient. Yeah, he's shooting way more. <laughs> shooting a lot. Yeah. Um. For them, I'm kind of that was that's this is kind of even almost more shocking than the Rockets not being good because I think that they pretty much have the same team as last year. Yeah, like there should there should have been they shouldn't have gotten better for the Rockets. You could point towards Ariza and you could point towards Chris Paul. Uh, The only difference that Utah has from this year to last year is they have a the guy this year. I mean, their question about Dominic is a rookie last year. Well, he's like the 13th pick. You didn't really know what he was going to be, but he kind of emerged as a star. 
and you thought he was going to tear up the league this year, but it hasn't been the case. Yeah. They're, I think, for the West, I think this, I think the Memphis thing will kind of go away. I don't, I uh-huh. would be surprised if they made the playoffs. Same with, well, I actually, I, I actually think the Clippers are probably in and, I think Dallas can make it. I think like, da- I am pretty high on Dallas, too. I don't, like... I'm buying in. It's super... It, I mean, it's hard to make the playoffs in the West. I'm I'm worried about the Pelicans already. Like, it's... It's tough. I, I don't think the Spurs are going to make the playoffs. Um, I think it's time to shake up the East and the West. I, I feel... The West has just been so much better, like, overall, just for the last 30 years. Just from top to bottom. It's just... I mean, God, the eighth seed in the East, yeah, would be the fourteenth seed in the West. Yeah, there's. I mean, look at like the East. There's five teams that have single digit wins. The West, there's one. Yep. And I mean, the East. I think. I think it's. I think the East is better than it was last year, just because the teams at the top are better. Like I think the Raptors are really good and the Bucks are really good. Bucks are good, yeah. Uh, the Celtics will be once they they've had some issues with chemistry and all that. Seventy Sixers are a lot better with Jimmy. Yeah, they've been playing a lot better. Well, who actually? This is interesting. Who do you think comes out of the East? Let's just switch over to the East now. I because I think it's Toronto. I think it's Toronto putting two, adding two players to a team that have won an NBA championship. One's in. NBA is an MVP. And the other played super well in the finals. Mm-hmm. It's, I, it's hard to argue that they don't come out. I think Kawhi is just too good. I think he, whatever team he goes to, I mean, you can already see how much better the Spurs were with Kawhi over DeRozan. I think Kawhi just brings so much more. He plays way better defense. He's a better shooter. It's, I think he made Toronto. He he put them on the next level to finally get over the hump and make it to the finals. Yeah, and they're um Kawhi's like pretty much 100% back from his injury now. Yeah. Like the beginning of the season he didn't he had a little bit of uh, athleticism was kind of gone, but um he's pretty much fully back now. Um, for the Bucks, you have Giannis going crazy every night. He's probably Giannis, he's going to win MVP. He's yeah. my MVP pick for this yeah. year. Um, for sure. Uh, I think another reason why Toronto has been so good that maybe not everyone's talked about is, I mean, their starting lineup is very good. You got, of course, you got Lowry, you got Green, Kawhi, Ibaka. But I think a player that's been really good this year. Is Siakam? Uh, Pascal yeah. uh, Siakam. Yeah. He, he's an emerging star, in my opinion. He's averaging 15 points per game, almost seven rebounds. Yeah, he's, he's good, he's man. He's great on defense. Um, he's 24. I remember him in college. Um, Where'd he go again? He, it, was, it was some kind of obs- obscure school, but I saw him on like a draft board, and I looked at some of his highlights. So I think he went to like, New Mexico or something in New Mexico State but um, oh, really? yeah he's been great um, they just have a lot of good rotation players and um, yeah I mean he's taken over Valchina's start yeah on the starting lineup Lowry has been pretty good this season especially at the beginning he's kind of dropped off a little bit but um, yeah I mean he was he was averaging like He's still averaging ten assists a game. Yeah, their their whole there's no holes in their defense. Like it's it's very solid all the way through. They, um, and Kawhi's creating all kinds kinds of shots and. Um, yeah, who but, do you think is the biggest threat to the Raptors in the East? I would still say Boston, just because. I, I, I agree, but the more and more we get into the season, like, Milwaukee is a scary team. Yeah. I love their starting lineup. I think their starting lineup is really solid because I think, I mean, obviously, Giannis is MVP or MVP candidate. 
but I love Brogdon, uh, mm-hmm. former rookie of the year. He's really stepped up his game. He's averaging 15 and a half points per game. Bledsoe's solid. He's kind of he might be towards the end of his. Yeah, he's like, he's better than he was gap, last year. He was kind of like bad for them. Like straight I mean, up. Brooke Lopez is Brooke Lopez threes. is a huge get for them. And I mean, Chris Middleton, he's a stud. Yeah, I love Middleton. He's been he's been great this year. He's making. His, he can get the max contract. Sh- yeah, honestly, like he's shooting. I would like that's a guy I would like love to have in the Pelicans. Like, um, uh, I think. Well, my the Celtics thing is kind of banking on them. It's kind of banking on Hayward, like sort of getting back to where he was. Right. But he he is not. If you watch those games, they put him out in crunch time, and he's just kind of lost. And it's like they've lost a couple games because of that. Cause they really don't know who to play. They have so many guys that think they're they're They deserve to play, but it's like, you have like Rogier, Marcus Morris, all these people who are just like, they have so many players. It's just in. hard to like find the right rotation that plays well together. Yeah. Jalen no, Brown has Jalen Brown really regressed. Like how many different starting lineups do they have? I know they've been like toying with Jalen Brown and, Gordon Hayward coming off the bench and starting like Marcus Smart and, and yeah, it's Morris. like what do you do? I mean, I I would think I actually like the idea of having it be Kyrie. I would just put Jalen Brown. I would have Jalen Brown be a six man. But you have Hayward come off the bench also. Yeah, have like Kyrie. I would kind of go defend like kind of defense like Kyrie Marcus Smart. Morris, um, I mean Tatum, Morris, and then Horford, and have like Rozier and Hayward and Brown come off the bench and sort of. I mean, I get I, I the Marcus Smart thing. I'm kind of not sure about, but I think Morris is like sort of deserves to start over Brown. Yeah, he's good. Yeah, he scored 31 against Pelicans. But a 31 against Pelicans. Yeah, what the fuck, Kyrie. Yeah. Oh, how the hell we lost that game? Um, Kyrie or Horford? I know it's it's it's. <laughs> Hang Jalen Brown didn't even crack the starting lineup in that game without them. We can't. Oh really? Yeah, they started. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Rosier? Daniel Theus or whatever. Oh that. Oh what the? <laughs> yeah. Jesus. Okay. Um. For. And then, and then in the East, you have these sort of disappointing teams, Washington. Although, I, I mean, uh, I wasn't high on Washington to begin with, but... But, I mean, you always think in the East, they with the talent that they have, they should at least be a playoff. Yeah, like, center. Washington, like, they should be better than, like, Charlotte. They should be better than Detroit. Like, it's... it's they have real problems up there, though. They... No one likes playing with Wall. It, he's just not as good as he was. Beal is still great, but those two don't get along. They were thinking about trading Beal or Wall or both. Um, the Heat have come up as a name for that. So have the Knicks. Um, I think they should do it. I think they should keep Beal. I like Beal. Wall is just Beal's only like, 25. Yeah. Wall's kind of... Wall's in his. Pr- I mean, Wall's twenty eight. He should be in his prime, but I mean, he's averaging twenty points per game. But I, I feel like everyone knows. Like he, everyone has this feel that he's been pretty disappointing this year. Yeah, he doesn't really try on defense. Yeah, uh, he kind of stands around on offense a lot. Um, it's just not. It's not great, and then. Cleve, the mess that's happening in Cleveland, I mean, obvi- they weren't supposed to I mean, to be- everyone, obviously everyone knew that was going to happen. Yeah, they weren't supposed to be good. But, like, it's way worse than I thought it would be. Like, yeah. this whole J- – JR hasn't played in, like, three weeks. Like, he's just waiting for them to trade him. Yeah. It's kind of, like, ridiculous. Kevin Love's out for, like, another three weeks. I, I think the or- one thing that's going for that team is Colin Sexton is looking like a player. Yeah. He's really stepped up. He, he was 16 points per game. Pretty awful at the start of the season. 
yeah, teammates were questioning if he really knew how to play basketball. Yeah, which is not good. But um, <laughs> that doesn't sound very good. <laughs> yeah, he's he's gotten better, and that's that's good. I mean, they should be in rebuilding mode anyway. Yeah. Um, Post LeBron years. They should. Who trade... says the most disappointing team in the East, or besides Washington? Um. I'd probably say Miami, honestly. Oh, really? I would just... I mean, they're... It's still early, and they're only four games under five hundred. but, like, they're... Actually, no. I'm gonna... I would say either them or Boston, honestly. Yeah. Boston just should just be better, but, um... Yeah, but for Miami, they're... It's not like they like have Boston's... aging stars, like... Yeah, they they should be better. Justice Winslow, Whiteside hasn't been good, but like, I don't know. They're they're Miami's kind of like a poor man's like Clippers. Like they don't really have like a single star, but like their guys just aren't as good. Uh-huh. So, all right, I want to kind of change it up, move more to like back to the rookies. Yes. If that season ended today, what would be your First team all rookie team. First team all rookie. Um, well, it depends. What what position is Doncic? I put Doncic. I mean, just just put your top five rookies. Okay. Um. Wow, put me on the spot here. Um, I would say Doncic is one. He's a rookie of the year. Yeah. Let's just go out and say that. I, I feel like he's the everyone. I, I think it's agree. him, Jaron Jackson, who we talked about. Uh-huh. Um, you Trey Young? Yeah, I I put I put Sexton in there. Uh-huh. He's probably third, and then fourth I put Aiden. Yeah, Aiden. And then fifth, Trey Young. Um, you got a couple options. You got Trey Young. I would say, I actually put I would put uh, Gilgis Alexander ahead of him, just because I think he's better. I think he has been more efficient, and he's been better for his team than Trey Young. Because Trey Young, he's just going out there and putting up numbers at a very unefficient rate on. Yeah, a very the Hawks bad don't team. give a shit. They're... I was reading this thing by some like some metric. Trey Young is the worst defensive player in the whole NBA. Yeah, he's been. I believe it. I mean, he's been bad. He's shooting thirty-seven percent from the field, just like four turnovers a game. Yeah, he's. he's... It, it was kind of always weird, like their thought process with making that pick, and they're they said it like they're trying to sort of be Golden State, and he's the guy who they were looking at to be the the Steph of it. This next Steph, yeah, and but I I just don't think he is. You, well, it, yeah, and you kind of can't you can't sort of replicate that. You, we've seen teams try to play like you can't try to copy Golden State because they're always going to be better at it than you. Uh-huh. You have to sort of go the other way, and like the Rockets played, the Rockets were just like we're going to beat them with math, and they almost did, and then. The teams that have come close, like Cleveland was, um, I know they didn't win in 2015, but Cleveland was like, we're going to slow this game down as much as we can. We're just going to control this game. And um, the Cavs in 2016 was kind of just LeBron and Kyrie. There wasn't much sort of, like, I guess, strategy there, but they certainly weren't trying to copy the Warriors. Um, I thought it was crazy when anyone compared Trey Young to Steph. I feel like... I mean, I understand the comparisons, but Steph's 6'3". Trey Young's barely six feet. Yeah. Trey Young doesn't have the uh, the sneaky athleticism that Curry has. He's not as quick. Curry, Trey Young is not nearly as good a shooter as Steph is. I mean, statistically, and I just think. I just think Curry's was way better the overall player, even his first year coming in. Mm-hmm. But 
it's 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 early. You never know. Trey Young could end up being a good player, still a rookie. Yeah. You never know how they're gonna. He's gonna he's gonna definitely have to get stronger. And but so you never know. That going back to Luca, that's why I think just what he's done with the NBA body that he has. That's why he's gonna be so special. Because once they get him in the get him stronger and. Get him working out. Yeah, thinking of stronger, he's basically going to be unstoppable. Think, I mean, he. I think I was reading this article that was saying Luca is already one of the most prolific scorers in the whole NBA. Just how good he is at creating his own shot, yeah. and that was, of course, one of his big question marks because of his athleticism. But I think he's proved with his step back and his floaters, and how good he is with his floaters. That he's really good at getting his own shot, and his size is so big. Yeah, he can post up. It's just it's really hard to stop. Needs to do a lot. Um, last thing I want to talk about is the Fultz situation. Um, it was pretty bad last year. It's gotten worse. It's gotten a lot worse. It's gotten a lot worse. There's something wrong with his nerves now, which... He doesn't even want to play in Philly anymore. Yeah, he doesn't want to play there. They don't know what to do. Um, I think it's safe to say he's a bust. Is it? I don't... I mean, Ugh. I think if you watch him shooting free... Th- it's it's like... It's bad, Like, yeah. no one does that. The, the stuff he does. It's, There's something... Re- I think... He needs to. Is, I, I, he is a bust, but I still think he has a chance to turn around. I feel like if he finds the right company that can really fix his shoulder and his shooting, form, because I mean he was good in college. Yeah, he was really good. He shot with confidence. I, I, just, I don't know. It might have been his trainer because you know he's split up with his trainer. He's not working with him anymore. Yeah, I forget his name, but uh, he's a well-known trainer who's worked with a lot Is of people Chip in the NBA. So uh, if he just finds the right guy that can just fix him somehow, it's just maybe maybe he needs a fresh start somewhere away from Philly. Yeah, I was about to say that. I I don't think it'll ever work for him in Philly. So I I don't think I think just. Because Philly's so competitive, also with they got Ben Simmons, who's gonna have the ball in his hands a lot. Jimmy Butler and Joel Embiid, of course. I just don't think he's gonna get as many opportunities to help his confidence. Like he should go to like the Suns or like Cleveland, or the Magic, or something like that. Like I think the expect. Also, I think the expectations that were placed on him in Philly are just like almost insurmountable. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know, like the I, it's it might be one of those things where he just needs to go somewhere else. And I, if I was them, I'd be very willing to trade him because I mean, as as low as How as trade low as his trade value is now? now, it's definitely not going to get any lower. I mean, it's definitely not going right. to get higher. As time goes on, with the way things have been going, so why not? Um, if you're Philly, it's not like you're like like you said, like you're kind of set at that position already. Um, I don't think really. I, I if I'm Philly and I'm looking at my team, I think I'm ready to move on from Folds. Yeah. Just. I I just don't think they want to. I don't think they're ready to own up and say, okay, Markel was a mistake. He's a bust. We should, they don't want to give up on him yet. But at some point you're going to have to and move on. That pick could have been Tatum. Imagine. Um, just imagine. How loaded they would be. All right. Never, never negotiate with Danny Age. I think people started to realize yeah, that. That's true. Pelicans better not do it either. Um, <laughs> Tomorrow, we have Raptors-Warriors on ESPN. I did not even know that. In Golden State. I know. I didn't know it until today. So. Uh, I heard that Boogie is uh, playing in the G League. Yeah. I was worried about that, and I saw this video of him running on Twitter, and he just looks like he's 
out of like a action movie, like a comic book or something. <laughs> so I don't, I don't know. He's that would scare me more if he was like on like Dallas or something, and like yeah, they're, they're they're saying that he's ready to go. They just want him to be at full peak. Jeez, that's kind of back. that's kind of incredible, actually. Like yeah, it was pretty fast. If he comes back before like the he might Before, be coming like, back at the end of December 2019 like yeah like that's that's really impressive um, yeah anyway uh, God, that's an interesting player like because he's a free agent God, if the Mavs go out and get him that'd be awesome so many free agents do you want him you're gonna have two centers well I mean I don't think we're gonna have DeAndre after this year really I don't even think we, yeah I don't even think we want him I don't think he's the wow. right player with Luka. What a take. I mean, I haven't is he has he been good for y'all? He didn't start the year very well, but there there was a big problem where he kinda was being just an asshole to Luca. Oh, not that's not okay. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like, like that. <laughs> Rick had to sit him down and talk to him about it because I, I there's like what? this thing like, where like fuck? if NBA when NBA prodigies come in and come into the league yeah. that like there's like a veteran on the team that like kinda Veterans like fuck you. Messes like, with him like it happened to Jordan, Magic Johnson, and I think DeAndre was doing it to Luca. Like, and it was pretty apparent in the games. Like, DeAndre would get a rebound and look at Luca and just look him off and pass it to Dennis Smith every time. And like, there was one game where Luca was one rebound away from getting a double double, and it was like the last. He was about to get a rebound, like the last like twenty seconds of the game, and he had a hurt back, and Jordan pushed him out of the way to get the rebound. Hmm. So he had to be sit down, but now they're now it looks Damn, like they're friends and they've just been playing really well together now. But I think they just need some athletic finisher who's good at catching balls that has good hands and is good at finishing around the rim. I don't think DeAndre is that guy anymore. Yeah, because Luca's going to be throwing those passes that yeah are are great passes, but you're going to need the time. Yeah, you can tell Luca's been a lot of Luca's turnovers this year has been throwing like passes that like big athletic guys can go up and finish, but Jordan just doesn't have the hands or the athleticism anymore to do it. Yeah, he's kind of, I mean, if, he, if his athleticism's gone, like, he's, like, what is he? Like, Yeah, kind of, he hasn't been as great defensively this year, even though he's been playing better lately. Yeah. He's not the, he's not going to be in Dallas after this year. Okay, well, that makes that boogie thing interesting. Yeah. Um, okay, well, I think we're good. Is that it? Yeah. We will see you next week, probably. We Let's go Mavs. Not take a month off. Yes, I'm <laughs> not. I actually like the Mavs now, sort of. I don't know. It's fun to watch, man. Very weird times here.